episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Fedrick. Sleep paralysis is a condition in which somebody believes they are conscious or awake, yet they're unable to move their body. There's various types of sleep paralysis, and the cause and duration can vary for each situation. However, what often doesn't vary is the fear and anxiety that's experienced and created for the individual who's experiencing this phenomenon. Here with us today is Ms. Cinnaron Park, a counseling psychologist who's here to share with us about these frightening and abnormal experiences, as well as some preventative measures. Hi, Cinnaron, welcome. Hi, I'm glad to have uh, come here. I'm so glad to have you. Tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about the work that you do in the mental health field. So you are a, a counseling psychologist. Tell us about that. Yes, so I deal with uh, people coming in from day-to-day issues like, you know, stress, anxiety, or uh, certain uh, people coming in with relationship issues or other issues like uh, work-life balance. So all of these uh, issues that we face in day-to-day life, and I help them deal with it. And definitely there are some people who just come in to vent out. So yeah, I'm a good listener as well. So you know where to come. (laughs) Okay, so tell us a little bit about sleep paralysis. I get asked about this so often in session and when I teach psychology classes, everyone wants to know what is sleep paralysis? So I actually had a research as well on that because it was from my personal experience because I also had experienced sleep paralysis. So I got more deep into it. So it's basically when uh, it happens when we are just about to sleep or about to wake up. So it's in that transition period where you feel you have an experience that you can't move your body, not even an inch, like you're even trying hard that, you know, you want to speak or scream for help, but you cannot. So this happens during that period. And it happens because uh, when we are sleeping, there's a different hormone that's really uh, released. And when we are waking up, there's a different hormone released. So uh, if you wake up between those two release of hormones, this is an experience that we have, which is known as sleep paralysis. Okay, interesting. And so what does somebody experience with sleep paralysis? Mm-hmm. What usually happens to them? Like, what are they sensing is happening versus what's actually happening? Yeah, so actually what happens is uh, there are two different hormones releasing, as I mentioned, between the transition period. And so we wake up during those period and it's uh, basically between the REM sleep that happens. It does not happen during the afternoon naps or uh, otherwise if we are taking a nap. So and uh, basically, there are three types of paralysis that can happen. So one is the intruder type, where we feel that, you know, there's a presence in our room. Someone is there. We feel uh, having visual uh, hallucinations or feel that fear of someone uh, touching us or hearing something around the room. So that's the intruder, basically, by going by its name. So the second one uh, would be incubus, where we feel that, you know, there's a someone sitting on our chest, pressurizing our chest or feeling that pain over our chest, which I experienced. So I felt 
that I can't move at all. Mm. And that someone is sitting on my chest, a demonic figure is uh, sitting. You can't scream for help. You try hard, but you cannot uh, scream for help. And the third one is your unusual body experiences, wherein you see that you have an out-of-body experience. You see your body outside yourself in front of you. So that is a sensation. You feel like floating, you're floating in the air. So these are the three types that can happen to people. And the most seen uh, emotion is fear, anxiety, stress, not being able to ask for help. And it truly is terrifying because for somebody to feel like they're awake and they're conscience, conscious, but at the same time, their limbs are not moving or they can't get a sound out. That's a really scary experience. And so how often does it occur? Is there certain events that make it occur more often? Or what do we know about duration, frequency, things of those matter? Okay, so the entire experience lasts for about six to 10 minutes, but we feel that it has been going on throughout the night because it uh, happens continuously. And the prevalence, you see, it's more in women than in men, according to what I had a survey done. And uh, the chances of happening sleep paralysis are, you know, somewhere between 5 to 62%. And still we are not knowing it because there's a fear in people about talking about the experience. And even after the experience, they feel like they don't feel that it's ha- it actually happened. Was it reality? Was it, you know, what actually happened? They don't realize. So they feel like it's okay. It is a one-time experience. So just let it go, forget about it and move on. And for some people, they believe that it was very real. And they believe they're, yes. they maybe have the awareness that it was a hallucination or they were actually still in a sleep state. How do people who believe it's real usually respond to that when you help them in treatment? What is their emotional reactions to that? So initially, definitely they're very, uh, you know, scared that they had this experience. They don't know what is actually happening and why it happened to them. So if you see the major causes behind this happening, could be either they are uh, dealing from some mental health issue, could be uh, depression or other sleep disorders like uh, insomnia. You know, they are having emotional baggage or recent past traumatic experiences. This can lead to uh, problems in sleep. Even uh, in general, not having a proper sleep routine can lead to uh, uh, sleep paralysis. Okay, and so what are maybe some preventative measures that individuals can take? Is is there a way to prevent it from happening or to prevent it from happening as often? Yeah, you can prevent it by, you know, maintaining a daily sleep routine, trying to not stress out much, or even if you're having a mental health disorder, seeking therapy. So, you know, as it is interlinked that... Either you can have sleep paralysis with a uh, mental health uh, disorder. So if you're treating a mental health disorder like depression, taking antidepressants, of course, so, you know, seeing a psychiatrist and consulting your psychiatrist after that, taking the medication. So it automatically also affects your uh, sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. So those are the uh, few measures, taking up less stress, uh, speaking to, uh, speaking, expressing your feelings to others and feeling better about it. Sure. So relieving some of the stress, processing yes. through that are bothering you, trying to get your sleep just to be higher quality in general so that yeah. potentially you can have the sleep transitions to be more effective. What do you suggest for people, maybe somebody who experiences sleep paralysis more often, when they finally come out of it? I mean, six to 10 minutes is a really long time to be in that struggle. And what do you suggest for people so they finally pull out, often very frightened, very shaken up, what can they do in those moments to kind of help calm down and ground themselves? 
So in this case, I would like to share my personal experience what happened with me was, you know, I was sleeping on my back. So later on, I found out that, you know, that this happens usually when people are sleeping on their back. Uh, that is your uh, supine position. When you sleep on your back, you are more likely to have this experience. So we can avoid that if so that's possible. So that's one thing that you can do to prevent sleep paralysis. Then what happened with me is I felt pressure on uh, my chest. I felt that someone is sitting on my chest and I was frightened. I was trying to scream for help. But I couldn't speak a word. And then uh, suddenly after a few minutes, I saw that I was wide awake. Hmm. And then it scared me to death that I should sleep again because I thought I will be having that experience again. Right. So I was frightened and this led me to, you know, research more on the topic. And I came to a conclusion that it is just how we can maintain our daily routine. Or uh, stress-free routine or uh, proper, you know, if you're having, uh, definitely work on it and see, consult a specialist in sleep disorders who can help you out with this. But if it is just happening once in a while, you can definitely uh, change your routine and get better on that and try avoiding keeping on your back. Sure. And that's what a lot of my clients tell me who have experienced it, that they are afraid to go back to sleep. And so often they'll stay yeah. up the rest of the night, which is really unfortunate because then that further derails their sleep routine, which is, as we're learning, not effective for preventing this from happening again. I often talk to my clients about using maybe some coping skills when they wake up and using some right. deep breathing, some meditation, maybe even logical talk to help calm themselves down so that you're not up the rest of the night. Yeah, but uh, generally, if we see that logic goes away when you are having such an experience, you are not in the sense that you can speak about it or talk about it. You just need someone to listen to you. Okay, fine, this has happened with you. So just listen to me and maybe just be uh, by my side so I can have a good uh, sleep after that. I love that. So just some good support. Yeah. Tell us, yeah. Ron, where can our viewers find you? Are you on social media? Do you have a website? Yeah, so I have my Instagram handle over there, uh, which is Counselor Simran Parikh. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. And there's a link in my bio as well on the Instagram page where you can uh, connect with me if you are having facing any difficulty in your life. You can reach out to me definitely, even if it is for other mental health issues apart from sleep paralysis. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us, Saran. Thank you for having me. It was a lovely experience. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of Call and Cool and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on Calm, Cool and Connected.